You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 147. Your chance is now. I am excited to announce the next Healthy Living Mastermind with Eric Sue. It starts January 9th, 2017. Over eight weeks, you will get Eric's proven health and wellness strategies to help you get your health back and achieve your fitness goals. Join in with other highly motivated people as we all support and inspire one another. Visit www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind for all the details. Are you a first time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a fun and knowledgeable yoga instructor with us today. Her name is Heather Rams Corwin. We'll be talking about taking your physical yoga practice beyond the mat. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Heather. Heather, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready, Eric. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to just allow you to share with us just a little bit more on how you got started with your yoga practice. Sure. So um, I've been practicing and teaching yoga for over a decade. And before yoga, I was pretty active. I ran and I biked. A little bit more on how you got. And I'm honestly not sure how I started first started in a yoga studio. Um, I know I started in the very beginning in my living room with some yoga tapes, videotapes. I think we talked about that. So that was a, that was a pretty long time ago. Um, and then at some point, just out of curiosity and encouragement from some friends, made it into a yoga studio, took my first class. It was actually a, a heated power yoga class, and I loved it. So since then, um, I still do other things. I'm still active in other ways. But yoga is definitely my, my first love, and I practice almost every day. Um, and I have my practice on my mat, but I also have my practice off my mat, which is something we can talk about. I have two yoga studios at this point in Connecticut. The first that I opened um, almost five and a half years ago, and the second that I opened just about a year and a half ago. And I also have a website, The Bent Yogi. Excellent. You are very active in the community, and uh, I think we found each other on Instagram. And that was yes. uh, a very cool way to, to be introduced. Um, we can share a little bit more about your contacts and so forth. Um, audience really likes this next question. And it's, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself, Heather? <laughs> um, so can I give you more than one? Okay. <laughs> Yes, you can. <laughs> so, so the first is um, that as even as a yoga, as someone who practices yoga and someone who teaches yoga, I can't put my leg behind my head. So I wouldn't qualify myself as super flexible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the other thing is um, I play. I spend a lot of time playing with Legos with our son. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Legos are pretty cool. Very good. Um, that just goes to show real quick about your uh, inflexibility or I guess you're always in in practice to make it better, but um, mm-hmm. you don't have to be super flexible to practice yoga, right? 
Exactly. You don't have to be flexible at all. The part of the practice is to simply become more flexible. So wherever you are, whatever your level of flexibility, you can absolutely get into the practice and do something and grow from there. Very good. Excellent. Um, so in a pre-show conversation, Heather, we talked about this topic called taking your physical yoga practice beyond the mat. Can you share with our audience a little bit more and how do you describe that to people? Sure. So when people think about yoga, typically the first thing they think about, at least in, in, this, in our culture, is the physical practice where you are at home and you're on YouTube or you're in a studio and you actually unroll a mat and you move your physical body. And that's, that's great. Um, there's just tremendous benefit for that on so many levels. But for me, a big piece of the practice is then taking your yoga beyond your mat, off your mat. Um, there's a lot of different pieces to the practice. So some of the pieces that you can take off your mat are things like compassion, focus, patience, um, pieces that you can bring into every aspect of your life on a personal level as you interact with other people, just really as you go through your everyday life. Excellent. Uh, we can dive into it a little bit more. And, and one thing that comes to mind to me is, you know, people just see the physical and mm -hmm. they never really experience what you're talking about. What, what could they expect? So a great example is how you handle sitting in traffic. Mm. You can sit in traffic and you can spend 30 minutes sitting in traffic, being really annoyed, getting really angry, um, you know, angry at yourself because you should have left earlier, angry at the person in front of you, really angry just at everybody. And it's 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes that you're angry or you're frustrated. You can take that same 30 minutes and you can practice deep breathing, yoga breathing, or even just you know regular old deep breathing. You can practice a mantra, saying a phrase over to yourself. You can practice patience and, and compassion, just being kinder, kinder to yourself. Okay, so you should have left a little bit earlier, but things happen. So you're stuck in traffic with all these other people. Is it really anyone's fault? It's the same amount of time. It's just two completely different approaches mm -hmm. to how you're going to use that time. Excellent, excellent. Because, you know, um, during a yoga session, especially in your yoga session, what, what do people experience? And then is it the same thing that they translate? Is that what you're saying into their daily life? Yes, I think so. So we move through all these physical poses. Um, and you have the physical flexibility, but then you also have the opportunity to ment for mental flexibility. Mm. Um, if you can't come into a pose, you're physically inflexible. You can get angry about it. You can get frustrated about it. You can beat yourself up about it. Or... You can simply acknowledge, this is where I am today. I'm going to do the best that I can, and I'm going to come back again tomorrow. I'm going to come back again in two days, or even just in a week. I'm going to come back again, and I'm, going to, I'm just going to keep on practicing. So I'm going to keep practicing moving through these physical poses. And we teach a pretty vigorous physical class. So it is. It's very challenging physically. But we open it to everyone, students of all levels. Mm. So you come into this physical practice, and moving through these physical poses, you have the opportunity then to be kind to yourself, uh, not beat yourself up for what you can't do, but instead acknowledge and recognize what you can do. Give yourself some credit. You created some time in your day to get on your mat and move through this physical practice. Um, you practice patience with yourself. You're kind. You're compassionate. You spend time focusing. What are you focusing on? Focusing on your breathing, focusing on where you are and what you're doing. 
I see, I see. Um, you know, the new year is coming up, and you probably see a lot of people are stressed right now mm -hmm. um, with whatever it could be. Um, and, and what kind of advice would you say uh, you could give them for um, de-stressing, for, um, you know, get, get less stress? Mm -hmm. I think at, at this time of the year, and, and people get stressed for a lot of different reasons, but if one of the reasons that you're stressed is you have too much to do, too many commitments, too many, too many people you have to buy gifts for, mm -hmm. too many things to cook, mm -hmm. stop and take a look at that for a moment. That's really a blessing. You have, you have a lot of people who want your time and attention. That's a gift. You have people that you want to that you want to buy things for, or people that you want to spend time with. Same thing. That's a gift. You have those people in your life. You're fortunate enough that you have all these resources available to you. You can go to the grocery store and you can buy the things that you need. Mm. Um, so I think that it's it's really just how you look at it. And and then also I would say, as best you can, honor the commitments that you want to honor. So we all have things we want to do, and then we have the things that we do because we think we should do. Um, as best you can, really try to do the things that you do want to do. You still have some things that you have to do, family obligations that maybe you're less than excited about. But still, those are people who want to see you, people who, who care about you. It's a, it's a personal connection. So it's an opportunity, I think, to, to make a connection, to be with people, and to recognize how fortunate you are right right now now I, I get this a lot where people are running out of time to exercise and then there are mm -hmm. probably you know people who are running out of time to find yoga time um what's the recommendation for for these people what would you say anything you can do so we are fortunate enough to have all kinds of resources at the tips of our fingers you, you can get on youtube and you can find a five minute yoga video if you want to do a physical practice five minutes start with that if you're looking for meditation so many different opportunities uh resources for guided meditation on youtube different apps really just so many resources again that you can take advantage of and it doesn't have to be 60 minutes uh it doesn't have to be 30 minutes really if you're doing absolutely nothing and you feel like you don't have the time then take just start with five minutes set a goal that really feels attainable on a daily basis or and even that be kind to yourself that's part of the practice if you can't do it every day how often can you do it right 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 and i think um part of what you're talking about will never be realized unless they actually go to a class of yours for example or go to a a, a uh, a yoga session that actually preaches the, the uh, mindfulness side of things, right? Exactly. I think, um, so we teach, again, very vigorous physical practice, and I do have free podcasts on iTunes. There are classes that have been recorded live in the studio, so you don't have a yoga studio, which, which is a nice, if you can get to a yoga studio, it's a different experience than practicing at home. And a lot of people say that they, going to the studio is, is better for them because it motivates them more. Uh, but that being said, you can still experience one of my podcasts at home, free on, on iTunes. Um, and for us, for what I teach, for what my teachers teach, what we teach in the studio, we do teach a very strong physical practice, but a huge component with mindfulness, the other pieces of your yoga practice, hmm. compassion, 
mindfulness, focus. It's really the, the whole picture for me, I think, not just taking care of the physical body, but taking care of your whole being. Right, right, right. Um, can you share with us a short ex exercise or something that someone could be doing in their car, for example? Sure. If you're stuck in traffic and you're in your car, um, you can do, you know, you can drop your, your one ear to one side and take a deep breath mm. and then let it out. And then you can come to center and you can drop your other ear towards your other shoulder and take a deep breath in and a long breath out. And, you know, you want to keep your eyes on the road, but yeah. you could always do just some ne gentle neck rolls if you have time, if you're stuck in traffic. And I would say, you know, instead of reaching for your phone, so you're stuck in traffic, you're not supposed to be texting. Right. It doesn't matter. People are still doing it. Forget yeah. about the phone. It's not going to help you get through traffic any faster. I mean, maybe Siri will help you a little bit. <laughs> um, but really, just, just stop. Take advantage. That's time that you... You can't really be doing anything else, so why not make the most of it? A couple of deep breaths. You can breathe in through your nose to a count of four, and you can exhale through your mouth to a count of four. And if you take three or four deep breaths like that, you will feel a physical shift mm. in your body. Mm. And if you're really paying attention as well, so that's that practice of focus. So if you're really focusing on drawing breath in through your nose and how does it feel and feeling your your lungs and your rib cage expand and then as you exhale out feeling your shoulders drop a little bit feeling your face if you're clenching your jaw relaxing your jaw a little bit you'll feel a physical reaction or a physical response mm. that then soothes your whole your whole being yeah you know you just went through a lot of cues there and it makes sorry <laughs> no it's great because it reminds me when I, i'm in a yoga session uh, that's exactly how an instructor speaks, right? And, and so yeah. um, what you just shared with us would be exactly what someone could visualize and imagine as if they were in the yoga studio, but still in their car, obviously, but go through that exactly. whole step-by-step whole, um, -step process, right? Exactly. And that attention, that shifting of attention, really bringing your attention, your focus to your breath and into your physical body gets you out of your thinking mind. So now you're not thinking, I'm stuck in traffic. This is awful. I'm going to be late. You're thinking, I'm breathing. Yeah. You know, I can feel my hands. I can feel my shoulders. I can feel those places in my body where I'm tight. And maybe with intention, with breath, I can soften them a little bit. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Um, how, how do people actually know that they are doing something good for themselves? And it may sound like a stupid question, but, but exactly what is, it, what is it that they would experience? For me, I think it's just that you feel better. You can feel physically sore and physically challenged afterwards, but ultimately when, you, when you're finished with your yoga practice, whatever, whatever form it is, if it's five minutes of breathing or five minutes of a physical practice or it's 60 minutes in a yoga studio, when you finish, you feel better. It doesn't have to be a lot better, but you feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, and I talk a lot about when I'm teaching, you can still feel really challenged. So you can feel that physical challenge and, and even the mental challenge of trying to be present, but you still feel good about what you're doing. And for me, that's important. I don't want people to be beating themselves up mm. and then feeling that they're not doing enough or that they're not doing it right and then leave feeling or finish their practice feeling that they're not enough, that they're not good enough. The, 
it's really important for me when I'm teaching that people have a sense of accomplishment mm. that they've that whatever they've done it's more than if they were sitting at home eating bag potato chips watching TV mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah so even if you're only practicing a little bit it is it's still something so if you can feel if you can recognize that and give yourself some credit and feel good yeah absolutely um you know, there's going to be a lot of new to fitness people who are listening to this podcast, and maybe there's some who are uh, into fitness already, but have not integrated yoga. What is your suggestion mm -hmm. how to put that into the whole big picture? To start. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that sounds really silly, um, but people talk a lot about, oh, I'm going to try yoga. I'm going to try yoga next year. That's, that's one of my, my goals for next year. I'm going to try yoga. Or first I'm going to get in shape, and yeah. then I'm going to try yoga. Or first I'm going to get flexible, and then I'm going to try going to try yoga. Yeah. Just try it. Just mm -hmm. do something uh, and, and start. Yeah. Do you, I don't do you know have, if that's too no. simplistic. I, I think that's the encouragement, and, and those are the words that people hear. Um, is there a process you – Tell people, like maybe find a class that resonates you, a specific type of class or, or, you know, recommendation from someone. Sure. Again, we have so many resources available to us. Wherever you are, there's some kind of yoga class that will be available to you. If you're in an area where you're fortunate enough that you have a yoga studio near you or more than one yoga studio near you, um, Take a look, you know, scope it out, what's near you, what's convenient for you, first of all, I think physically, so that if you're, if you're going to try to integrate yoga into what you're doing, it's not going to be super challenging to get to a class, right? You want to make it easy and accessible for yourself. So location-wise, find a studio that's near you. Um, read a little bit about it. See what the website looks like. See what it says. Is it something that when you read it, you can feel good about if you've never tried yoga before, chances might be good that whatever studio you find, whatever the website is, whatever you read, you might feel a little intimidated. For as long as I've been practicing and, and teaching, my first visit to a new yoga studio, it's still always, I'm a little nervous and I, don't, I honestly don't know why. So I can appreciate people trying to get into the studio if they've never done it before. So find a studio, read a little bit about it, and then just pick a class. People ask me all the time, what class should I come to? And I say, whatever class you can make it to. And then just do whatever you can. Mm. Not all yoga studios are like that. Um, so you find a yoga studio, pick a class, try it. Mm -hmm. If you don't like that particular teacher, try another class with a different teacher. Mm. If you feel like this style, and I would say give it at least three classes. Try three classes, whether it's with the same teacher or three different teachers, but try it three times because the first time, if you've never done it before, there's a learning curve and there's a lot going on. And so you might think, I can't do this and I'm never going to do this again and, and this is awful, I'm never doing yoga again. Yeah. So give it more than one chance. And, and then really, if that class, that style, that studio doesn't resonate with you, don't stop there. Try another studio. Try something online. Really, mm -hmm. just keep exploring because I think there are so many different styles out there and yoga can benefit really everyone that it's worth, it's worth trying. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a go-to beginner's one style or, or, or is it just any style is okay for a beginner? 
I think any I think any style is okay for beginner. Um, it's really what resonates with you. We we do teach a beginner series in our studio, but we also I also invite people of all all levels of experience um, to come in and try any class. And again, just do what you can do. So your first class, I, this is a great example. I had, uh, when I was teaching in the Boston area, I had a gentleman come into class and he would tell people after a while, my first class, I really only practiced for about 15 minutes. I was really only physically moving for about 15 out of 60 minutes. Mm. And after three months, you know, it was 30 minutes and then it was 45 and then it was 60. So he would always tell new people when they came into the studio, really, if you can only do 15 minutes, that's cool. At least you're here. Just, just keep, you know, keep plugging away. Yeah. That's always good advice because a lot of people get intimidated about all the styles and versions and um, how do they know it's right for them. But I think they overthink it. I agree. There are a lot of styles. Um, you know, I teach, a, I teach a power yoga, I teach a vinyasa, which means flow. But even within that, there's a lot of different styles of power yoga. There's a lot of different styles of vinyasa. So I think it's, it's just trying to find a studio where you go, or a teacher, where you go and you feel good about it. It feels like, it feels like you're doing something that is good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when they go through these yoga classes, uh, is there something they should be looking for, though? Anything specific that they should be saying, yeah, this is for me or this isn't for me? I think that's really personal. I think I think it's very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, in our studio, we're we're very flexible, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. You can you can do what you can do. You can follow along absolutely 100%, but I also encourage people to deviate in any way that they need to that works for them. Mm-hmm. I think I might have shared this with you when we talked. I, I Again, I had a gentleman, um, a much older gentleman who came into the studio when we first started practicing with me. He would do some of the yoga, but he would also do some Tai Chi. Uh, um, he had a tremendous amount of experience with yoga, but he had a lot of injuries and he'd been in an accident. And so there was a lot that he couldn't do. And that was fine. I was okay. I was really happy that he was coming to the studio and that he loved the studio and our community so much and that he felt so comfortable that he would do part of our practice, but he would also do his own thing. So in that regards, we're really open. Do what you can do. Do what works. Vary it as you need to. Other studios aren't so flexible in that regard, but some people love that. Some people love to be told, absolutely, you need to do this right here, right now. No deviations. So you have to find what works for you. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I was um, talking to some people about fitness training, personal training, and maybe the fit personal trainer isn't the right fit. They may be too aggressive and mm. they don't resonate very well with what you're trying to accomplish. So yeah, I, I, I would agree with what you're saying. And yoga is nothing too different, but you know, uh, you have to find the right fit. Right, exactly. And um, one other thing that I, I wanted to touch on real quick is, you know, this whole idea that, um, I need to be flexible. Where do you think that's coming from? Why, why do people think that that it, they need to be that way before they can try yoga? I think if you look at historically uh, where yoga began and and what yoga looked like and still looks like, a lot of flexibility. People doing crazy things with their body, mm. um, wrapping their legs behind their heads, deep, deep, deep forward fold. 
goals. Mm. Um, and if you even now, currently, you take a look at Instagram, you take a look at a lot of the yoga posts, there's people doing really phenomenal, amazing things with their body, flexibility, strength, the, the stuff that people see people doing with handstands, amazing. And, and so I, see, I think that people see that. The cover of Yoga Journal, not always, but that's a, a great yoga magazine. Lots of times people in really doing poses that require a tremendous amount of flexibility or strength. So I think that that's where that comes from. And I think, again, it's just perspective. You can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it and you can say, I cannot do that. There's no way I can go into a yoga class and, and try this. Mm. For me, I look at it. I've, I've been practicing for 15 years at least, and I still can't do a handstand in the middle of the room. I still, I'm still using the wall. I'm posting on Instagram what I'm doing. I'm practicing. It's not the focus of my practice. I use my handstand practice to practice other things, focus and and, and compassion because I'm not there yet. So I think you, if you look at those things, be inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever shape you're in right now, whatever level of flexibility you're at right now, look at those things and, and be inspired. Hey, maybe if I want to, I can do that one day. I mean, quite frankly, I have no desire to wrap my leg behind my head. Mm-hmm. So, and, and even handstand. I think handstand's super cool, yeah. but that's not the primary focus of my yeah. practice. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know, I'd like to pick your brain here a little bit, Heather. I do not see a lot of men, at least men who are 30 pounds, 40 pounds overweight, mm-hmm. participating in yoga. Every class I see, majority are female. What could you say to those who, um, wives, moms, who have husbands, boyfriends, whoever, who are overweight and... Mm-hmm just thinks it's silly to do yoga. Could you speak upon that for a second? So you're sure. speaking to the moms, um, you're speaking to the wives, you're speaking to the female to help yeah. them encourage their husbands. That's a tricky one um, because you can encourage all you want, but sometimes the harder you push, mm. the less your significant other, partner, husband, friend wants to do it. Mm. <clears throat> You can try to find uh, a really great male teacher that they might resonate with. Mm. Um, you might start. They might. You might even have them start at the gym because a lot of gyms offer yoga now, and it's more of a physical practice, and that's attractive to men. It's hard to say if they're overweight. Are they? Are they exercising at all? Are they doing anything for their body? Are they doing anything for themselves? Um, to try to get. I guess just to try to get them to do something. Um, We do get a fair amount of men in our studio and we get men of all, we get people really of all shapes, uh, sizes, ages, athletic experience. So I think in that way, we're fortunate. We have a very open and supportive community, very accepting community. So we do see a, a good number of men. How you can get someone that you care about to practice yoga. I, that's that's a tough question. You can encourage, like I said, you can encourage all you want, but I think it has to be something that they want to do. Yeah. Because more and more, we're I, I think uh, we see athletes who are integrating yoga as a mm-hmm. form of rehab, a form of way to uh, stay in shape, uh, flexible, and to allow mm-hmm. them to perform at a high level. And I think that that's one thing that might be uh, the missing link or something like that. I don't know. 
That's true, actually. That's a really good point. And not so much even um, athletes who are using it to recover from injury, but athletes who are using it to improve whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Um, golfers, you know, tremendous improvement to your game. So, you know, if, you, if, you're, if your partner golfs, right, it will definitely improve his or her game. Um, it will really, whatever you do, if you're a runner, I think that it enhances your, your running. Yeah. Um, really, I think, and if it's someone who's not athletic at all, just practicing improves, improves the whole quality of your life. The practice, yeah. if you're practicing more than just the physical, but even the physical, it, it will help you, it reduces stress. The stressors are still there, but it helps your ability to deal with stress. Right. Um, I think you feel better, so you're happier. It really, I think that the yoga practice as a whole improves the quality of your life as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Great way to summarize uh, this conversation. Um, Why don't I give you a chance, Heather, to share with us how do people get a hold of you and where are you located? Because I, I think you are not in Illinois. <laughs> I am not in Illinois. <laughs> I am in Northwest Connecticut. I have one studio that's in Torrington. That's about two, two and a half hours from New York City. I have a second studio that's in Canton, Connecticut. We're, we're in this great location where we are sort of two or two and a half hours from New York City, two, two and a half hours from Boston. So that's really nice. Um, on my, my website is sanctuarypoweryoga.com. That's my studio website. And I have some links on that then to my personal website, which is thebentyogi.com. And on both websites, um, I think, I have some links to a few videos, short videos. Really, my videos are a good place for someone who's never done yoga before to start. And that's one of my goals for the new year is to try to put up a new video every week. Something that doesn't take a whole lot of time, something that's a good place to start. You can find my podcasts, which are free classes recorded live in my studio on iTunes. They're under Heather Rems Corwin. Um, and that gives you a pretty good, pretty good idea of what a class of ours is like. Excellent. Very good. Um, so full of information. Uh, I knew this was going to be a very... Um, excellent one to share with people about yoga and the practice beyond the mat. So is there any last piece of advice you could share with us before uh, we close it out? I think just do something. You know, if, if, you're, if you want to try yoga, just try yoga. Um, if you don't want to try yoga and you're not doing anything, just do something. Get up and move. I think movement... Movement is really important. Movement and breathing, I think, are really important. So wherever you are, really, you can do that. In your car, you can do it at home. Um, but do, do wherever you are, something for yourself, absolutely. Because then everyone benefits. Your yoga practice can be entirely yours just for you, but ultimately everyone benefits from it. Excellent. Very good. We'll make sure we have all your contact information in the show notes. Okay. I really appreciate all that you shared with us today, Heather. I'm so glad we connected and made this happen. Thank you so much, Eric. I really appreciate it. I hope that this was helpful for people. And if I can be of any other help, absolutely, they can reach me through those social media contacts. Very good. Excellent. Again, thank you so much, Heather. Have a great day. Thank you, Eric. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.